This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Scott, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Matt and Mason against Benchwarmer Dan and newcomer Ryan Edson. Welcome to the bench, Ryan. Why don't you take a minute to let us know where you're from, what sports you like, and anything else you'd like to share. Uh, hey, boys. First off, thanks for having me. Really excited. I am from Saratoga Springs, New York. I am a phys ed teacher, so hopefully I am a little bit smarter than the students that I teach as far as sports trivia goes. Um, I like hockey, golf. Uh, I was never really a good basketball player, but I like everything in between, and I'm excited to be here, and hopefully – you know, my partner, Dan, over there can carry us to victory tonight. I'll do my best. Awesome. Well, thanks. Uh, yeah, we're real excited to have you on. Um, it's kind of our favorite when it's, it's new players. I mean, we love our returning guests, but when you get someone new in and you're not quite sure, you know, where they're at yet, it, it's always a good time. Uh, you mentioned your partner, Dan. I, I know that you haven't been uh, feeling the best, but how's everything going? My goodness, Nobody told me that when I moved from the great state of Minnesota to the great state of North Carolina, that allergies would all of a sudden hit me in ways that I'd never experienced before. I, I never had like even the sniffles from uh, from allergies before. Now they're they, they're knocking me out. This is terrible. I mean i I feel like I feel like Jordan walking into the flu game right now is what I feel like. You know, so if I can have half as good of a result. You know, that'll be, that'll be something. It's not good news for us. Maybe. I was going to say, yeah. I, I hear that. And I immediately think, uh Oh, it's, this is, uh, this is bad, but uh, yeah, Matt and Mason are here as well. Uh, Matt, I'll start with you. How hold on, uh, Scott, you need our team name. I do need your team name. Don't I? I mean, I was just going to call you <laughs> Ryan and Dan, uh, Dan, what's your team name going to be? Well, um, Ryan told me that uh, he's a big fan of, of 92 Barcelona and I thought well that's a strange thing to be a fan of and he said no the dream team like oh okay well yeah the uh, the dream team is uh where we got our um where we got our inspiration for our name and specifically two people who are on that team that work very well together uh we are going to be Stockton and Post Malone right Stockton (laughs) and Post Malone uh fan of the dream team so I'm just gonna put this out there now um I know Ryan because his wife is friends with my girlfriend. So I just want to apologize in advance for any questions that come up. I, there was no collusion. Maybe there was some sort of osmosis. I, I'm not sure for, for things like that, but just keep that in mind when we get to a certain round later on. All right, let's move on. Uh, Matt, how's it going? Not bad, but why don't we have, I've got the uh, team name. Why don't we go to Mason first and I'll tell the story behind the team name. Oh, uh, he, I, I just didn't realize he was here. We're so used to, we're not sure. So th- there he is. All right. Mason. Yeah, I know. Away. Mason looks great. I, I get left out a lot because I'm just in the background sitting. <laughs> well, we're not sure if we, like, sometimes he's muted because the landline's going off. We, we don't, we never really know what's going the on. The landline's not here. I'm, I'm at my apartment. So there's no, there's no landline tonight. Um, I'm doing okay. I'm actually, uh, off this week it's kind of a spring break not really um because lsu decided not to have a spring break but my professors are nice enough to give us time off so it worked out kind of nicely um (laughs) but otherwise yeah today was pretty easy day all right matt yeah and and uh things are going better for me in my world uh been a stressful past couple of months with work uh but uh had some news uh yesterday monday 
hopefully by the time this recording comes out, things will all be resolved and no one will care and all that kind of deal. But uh, our team name is going to do with what uh, Mason and I have been up to lately. He's been up to a lot of schoolwork. And yesterday I worked it out with my boss that I will be leaving my company. So I'll be getting some severance. So uh, our team name is going to be schoolwork and severance. Joan severance. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Stockton and Post Malone in schoolwork and severance. All right. Let's uh, go ahead and have Dan read the rules and then we can get started. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true bench warmers they are. All right. Let's get this game underway. All right. Thank you, Dan. You, I did. You did sound a little bit uh, sick there. there it, it was a little phlegmy, but I, I can't get away from it. It's terrible. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, but I, I think uh, we'll be able to make it work. So let's get this game underway, guys. It's time for the tailgate consisting of three warm up questions worth 10 points apiece. Question one for four straight years in the mid 2000s, Wayne Rooney and what other soccer star graced the cover of the FIFA video game series? You're pretty sure about that? I mean, I had his cleats. I was a soccer player. <laughs> that, that's fine. Poster boy for a, fa- for a company was him. Let's, you know, let's, let's go with that. I, I, I trust you on this. I, that wouldn't have been my first guess, but... Who was your first guess? Um, I didn't have one, but it wouldn't have been him. So let's, uh, let's go with that. Okay. We'll check in. Stockton and Post Malone have checked in. Schoolwork and severance. You guys can talk it out. I initially threw out there that maybe it would be a woman also, that would be a female, considering that's a male and then a female. So I said Mia Ham, simply based off the idea that FIFA, I don't think has, FIFA has control those kinds of rights over the club sports stuff. So if it was just on World Cup stuff, it probably probably won't have a female and a male. But then again, mid 2000s, the female FIFA wasn't, women's FIFA wasn't as big as it is now. So then uh, Mason brought up uh, probably Beckham. If we're thinking of another another man, it might be Beckham. He was in Barcelona at that time, I believe, right? Or was he in Madrid? He was in one of the Spanish clubs. Yeah. And uh, another English player, though, Rooney and him together at the same time. I, I honestly, I'm not familiar with the covers. I haven't played the game. Yeah, I've never played the game either. So I, I was just kind of thinking of names at the time, but... I really don't have anything strong. So, what do you want to do? You want to go with Beckham? Um, yeah, I guess that's probably a bigger name, maybe than Mia Ham. I would hope that it would be like a male and female thing, but I could definitely see Beckham being on there as well. All right, we're gonna go ahead and check in with David Beckham. Over to Stockton and Post Malone. What was your your answer, guys? So, yeah, actually, I had his cleats. It was Ronaldinho, and he was really popular. Although the Beckham thing does make me nervous. Um, we went Ronaldinho who at the time was the poster boy for Nike, whereas Beckham was Adidas. So hoping that Nike played a, a factor in the cover coverage, but I'm not sure. All right. Well, I can tell you that it was one of those two players and that one team is getting points 
The cover boy with Wayne, Wayne Rooney for four consecutive years was Ronaldinho. So points to Stockton and Post Malone. Nice job. Matt, right around then, you were talking about uh, where Beckham was playing. Right around like 2000, I think it was 2007 is when he went to L.A. Yeah. Before that, he was with Real Madrid, though. Oh, Madrid. Oh, okay. Not Barcelona. Yeah. All right. On to question two in the tailgate. Who was named Sporting News' Major League Baseball player of the decade for the 1980s? I remember back in the day when these tailgate questions were supposed to be easy. I'm not sure. Yeah, this is a a tough round so far. It's a crapshoot. We're not going to be able to. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, No, I think I like your answer better. Go with it. Okay. Okay. A lot of pressure. All right. We'll go ahead and check in. All right. Schoolwork and severance is checked in. Stockton and Post Malone. You guys can talk it out. The 80s are a really strange decade for trying to figure out who the player of the decade was because a lot of the legends of the 80s like started their career in the early to mid 80s. And I don't know if they would be the player of the decade because they weren't really playing the whole decade. Um, Who was awesome in the 80s? So the Mets were good, right? Well, the Mets were the Mets had a flash in the pan year with with like Strawberry and Gooden and yeah. Um, the more I think about this, the more I think it almost has to be Mike Schmidt. I mean, the, the Phillies were great in the early eighties. I it has to be someone that was established by nineteen eighty. Right, they weren't just a rookie. See, I'd, I'd almost think Reggie Jackson, but I think he's he's going to piddle out before the end of the 80s. Yeah, wasn't he 70s? 70s, 80s. Yeah, he's with the, the A's and then in there. Yeah. There were a bunch of different teams that won in the 80s. That's the thing. No dominant pitchers? Again, I don't know if a, if a pitcher is going to be the player of the decade. I think it has to be someone who's putting up offensive stats. The more I think about this, I, I, I'm getting more and more convinced that it has to be uh, Mike Schmidt. All right. I'm in. All right. We'll check in with Mike Schmidt. Over to schoolwork and severance. What'd you guys come up with? Yeah, we had a, a list of names. <laughs> yeah, we had a long list of names. I'm surprised Matt went, the, went with the one, the only name that I pretty much suggested out of this list. Um, so he's put a lot of faith in me here. I was just thinking of a guy that played the entirety of the 80s and was pretty solid throughout. So uh, we checked in with George Brett. Ooh, I like that one too. But just uh, just so you know, the names that we passed up for George Brett. Or uh, Gwyn, but he was 83. I think he was 82. He's a rookie. Boggs, Henderson, Mattingly, Puckett, but he was 84 as a rookie. Clemens, Molitor, Ripken Jr., Ozzie Smith, Robin Yount, and Dawson, too. Yeah, I said Andre Dawson, too. Yeah. Ultimately, you guys went with George Brett, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you probably put a sh- should have put Mike Schmidt on your list because that is the correct answer. Oh, so. come on. Didn't cross my mind. Yeah, one team getting points there. Uh, fun fact about Mike Schmidt. Schmidt holds the record for most home runs hit by a player who spent his entire career with one team. I knew that. I did. I knew that, too. Yeah, we had that list. <laughs> I don't think of him as an 80s guy. I think of him as a late 70s to early 80s guy. All right. Question three in the tailgate. What 1997 Parade Magazine High School Player of the Year spent time in Queens, New York, Troy, New York, shout out the hometown, and Connecticut before starring for a season at Rhode Island University. All right, we'll check in. All right, Stockton and Post Malone is checked in. Schoolwork and severance, you guys can talk it out. So 1997 Parade Magazine High School Player of the Year. I don't know anybody that went to Rhode Island University off the top of my head. 
especially have one season to be known for. We're going to get shut out in the, in the tailgate here, but this is not good. <laughs> oh, yeah. When he, when, I, when he started reading the question, I was already worried. I was like, I don't know much about Rhode Island University or players from Connecticut off the top of my head. We Dan doesn't need to have a Michael Jordan leg game in order for <laughs> We're playing like we have the flu. Yeah, exactly. Not a Michael Jordan flu, like just the flu. <laughs> Uh, oh geez, this is ridiculous, man. <laughs> these are, <laughs> we haven't even come close in any of nope. these questions. Um, okay, well let, let's we can play the last name game in the, in the tailgate. What was um, Stoudemire? He was a famous New York player, right? We covered two Stoudemires with that, but I don't think either one of them fits the time frame. But we, at least we covered. Yeah, I think you're right. We covered two people. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go with that because i i'm not going to come up with anything better sure we're going to go ahead and check in with uh stottlemeyer <laughs> <laughs> one of them <laughs> all right stockton and post malone what'd you guys come up with i can off the top of my head name two people that played for rhode island around that time um one of them is a podcast favorite and um why can't I think of the name of that restaurant, guys? Cheesecake Factory. Yes, yes, Cheesecake Factory. Why can't I? I can never come up with the Cheesecake Factory. One of them is podcast favorite and Cheesecake Factory aficionado, Catino Mobley. Um, the other one that I think has to be this answer um, is Lamar Odom. So we checked in with Lamar Odom. One team getting points. I had to resist the clue about uh, the Kardashians. Uh, maybe I should have threw it in there in uh, hindsight. Uh, the correct answer is Lamar Odom. Odom was drafted fourth overall in 1999. Uh, really, really big deal when I was a kid in 1998 when he came to my hometown uh, for a couple semesters of school. I remember my dad was pretty nuts about it. All right, heading into the first quarter, we have scores of Stockton and Post Malone with 30. And uh, schoolwork and severance might have to take some bench warmers severance pay here because uh, they came up blank in that round. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Uh, today's first quarter will be the odd one out. The odd one out. For this quarter, there will be five categorized questions containing lists of six items. The teams will attempt to choose the item from the list that does not fit the given category. Each question is worth 20 points. Let's uh, get into question one in the odd one out. And again, guys, I apologize. No idea that Ryan was such a big fan of 92 Barcelona. But the first question of odd one out is, which of the following players was not a member of the original Dream Team in 1992? Clyde Drexler, David Robinson, Larry Bird, Chris Mullen, Reggie Miller, Magic Johnson. We're checked in. Stockton and Post Malone have checked in. I, always, I keep wanting to call you guys stewardess for some reason. Schoolwork and severance, you guys can talk it out. So I had an initial thought about this list, but now I'm kind of second guessing it. The one that 
stuck out to me was David Robinson, but I don't know why. I wrote a haiku uh, for an episode I think that aired might have already aired about uh, about Reggie Miller being a uh, Nick killer and about winning gold in 96. I'm pretty sure Reggie Miller's not on this list because I think he went back to win gold in 96. Yeah, that was the other name I was kind of off on. Because he, he has this constant competition with his sister who's better than him anyway. But because um, <laughs> okay. she won gold in 84, so I'm pretty sure he wanted to try and best her uh, or at least equal her. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Reggie Miller. Yeah. I think now I remember there was a fourth quarter question about them winning like 12 years apart gold medals in the same sport, 12 years apart. And if she wanted, I think she won in 84. So 96 would fit for him. Yeah. That was, that was the other one I was going to mention, but David Robinson was kind of one that stuck out, but now Reggie Miller kind of makes more sense, especially for the time frame of it. Mm-hmm. We're going to go and check in with Reggie Miller. Stockton and post Malone. What'd you guys come up with? 100% Reggie Miller. 100% Reggie Miller is correct. Points all around. Uh, Matt Mason, you guys are on the board. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Question two. I want you to name me Hart Memorial Trophy winners during the 1990s. Yarmir Yager, Mario Lemieux, Joe Sakic, Eric Lindros, Sergei Fedorov, Mark Messier. We'll go ahead and check in. All right. Schoolwork and severance is checked in, which means Stockton and Post Malone. You guys can talk it out. All right. So I know that everyone that he put on here has won it. So the question is, which one of them didn't win it in the 90s? So here's my thought process. Yager won it without Lemieux when he was out with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yes. That would have been late 90s. Right. Lemieux won it because he put up astronomical points other than Gretzky. So that means Messier won in 94, 90, 94 is when the Rangers won. 96? He didn't win it that year. He won it before that though. He did win it. Okay. Yeah. Lindros is unbelievable with the flyers. Like he was the golden boy, the golden child, everything. And he's smack dab in the middle of the nineties that he would. Yeah. Won so Eisenman was the captain of the Red Wings. Eisenman was awesome. Um, would Fedorov have won it over Iserman is the question because the Avalanche were really good too. Fedorov did win one. Yeah, absolutely won one. Okay. I, I don't remember when it was, but I want to say if it was if he wanted it, had I'm pretty sure it had to be in the 90s. I is it because Scott pronounced Sakic Sakic Sakic? Should I guess that name as not knowing who that was? <laughs> oh no, I, I, I know who he, he is. knows who Joe Sakic is. Okay. The the other thing that I've got, <laughs> Ryan, the other thing that I've got is that. Dominic Hashik won it back to back years, and that was in the that was in the later nineties. That was against the, that was when he was on the Sabers ninety eight ninety nine. Ninety nine was the Stars. Um, I think ninety nine was Yager. Okay, and then I think Hashik won it the couple of years before that. And I think if we go any further back than that, it's going to be too early for Sakic. I think it has to be Sakic. Okay, all right, then let's go with it because we know the other ones definitely did. My only concern, I was. It was either Sackick or Fedorov for me. I couldn't decide which one. Yeah, I just I can't play Sackick. I can't play Sackick in the '90s with knowing knowing about Yager and ha- and Hashik at the end. You know. Okay, I'm in. All right, we'll go with Joe Sackick. Over to schoolwork and severance uh, for your answer. Um. Yeah. So we had a similar conversation in that uh, we were all pretty sure that Fedorov, Lemieux, Yager, Messier, and Lindros had won it in the '90s. I thought. When I did that, um, uh, Hey Duke, 
research on him, I thought I saw that uh, Sackick won his Hart Memorial Trophy in like 2000 or 2001. And yeah, Hasek had that back-to-back like in 97, 98, I think, or so. But yeah, so we also checked in with Sackick. All right. I can tell you that the odd one out here uh, did win his Hart Memorial Trophy in, oh, in 2000, 2001. And that was Joe Sackick of the Avalanche. So both teams are correct. Look at that, Eric. Two teams got hockey questions, right? I, I know. It's funny. I, I sent this to him earlier and he was like, I think it'd be better if it was 2000s. And I was like, no, it wouldn't. I looked at the names and I was like, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> Question three and the odd one out. Players with a top 10 finish in the 2019 Masters Tournament. Jordan Spieth, Jason Day, Tiger Woods, Ricky Fowler, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka. Don't read my comments, Mason. Just go, go to your mind palace. <laughs> what? Mason has a mind palace? I don't have a mind palace. <laughs> He has no sort of safe sanctuary. No one that gets abducted has a safe space. God, I can remember exactly where I was. I was driving home from Virginia from a bachelor party, and we were streaming the Masters because it was an early tee-off. You remember that? Because they had the weather delay. And I've never been so excited to have an early tee-off because that meant my entire seven- or eight-hour drive home was Masters coverage. But I cannot remember after the first three guys – who is where? We'll check in. All right. Schoolwork and Severance is checked in. Stockton and Post Malone. Let's uh, see what you got to dish out. As is often the case on the odd one out, we've got it down to two. D12, baby. It's either going to be Spieth or um, Ricky Fowler, right? It's going to be one of those two. Yeah. Okay. Let's go over Let's go over tea times. It was Molinari and Tiger were the last If two. you want to go over tea times, you go right ahead and do it. I'm... <laughs> I'm here for the show. I'm I'm happy to see it. I'll be impressed if you can get their tea times for the 19 Masters. <laughs> I know Molinari and Tiger. Right? No, Molinari was terrible. He went off last. Who was he with? Somebody they both blew up. Dude, I was driving for eight hours from Virginia, from Richmond, Virginia, at eight o'clock in the morning. Oh. All right, I'll let you guess. I'm between the two. You were about to break down their tea times. I think if anyone's going to guess, it should be you. Well, listen, I'm a teacher with spring break right now, and all I, all I have is master's coverage. I love from morning till dusk. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with speed. I think Fowler was not terrible yet. <laughs> so this is this was during Spieth's terribility and before before Fowler. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Because everybody's like, Ricky's the best putter. He's the best putter. He's the best putter. I think he, I think it's speed. Okay. I'm perfectly comfortable going with that. Checking in with Jordan Spieth over to Schoolwork and Severance for your answer. Yeah. And don't look at me, Mason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is just me with Matt encouraging me in the background. Um, go, go, Mason. Yeah. So I had it down to three. Woods won. DJ was up there. I was pretty sure Fowler was up there. Um, again, just because my brother-in-law is a, and my nephew are big fans of Ricky Fowler, I just remembered him being up there. I don't think he was like, you know, super high, but I think he was definitely top 10. And then from the other three, something about Spieth, I don't know if he like missed the cut or he just didn't do well, but something just kind of stuck out. I don't know, somewhere around there, he didn't do well in tournaments. And Matt said something about he hadn't won a tournament in a long time, which was the one fact that he, he brought up that said nothing to do with it. But Spieth for a while was not 
where he was a few years before that. So um, we also went with Jordan Spieth. Both teams are getting points. The correct answer is Jordan Spieth. Spieth actually uh, tied for 21st uh, with Rory McIlroy and a bunch of other people I've never heard of. Would you have their tea times? Just out of curiosity. No, no, I, I didn't get that. I didn't get that far in my research. Uh, I just, you know, for the audience. All right. Question four in the odd one out. Countries with the most gold medals in Olympic soccer, both men's and women's. Argentina, Soviet Union, USA, Brazil, Great Britain, Uruguay. Okay, we'll check in. All right. Uh, things are kind of staying the same in this round as Schoolwork and Severance is checked in first, meaning that Stockton and Post Malone can talk it out. All right. So I was just saying that women's soccer in the Olympics only goes back to 96. And the U.S. have won all but two medals, all but two gold medals in women's soccer. Norway won one and maybe Germany, I think, was the other one. So I don't think the women's side is going to play too much into this. I would agree with that. So going back, I know Brazil won in Rio. Right. I mean, my original thought was, I believe Uruguay has won. Well, Uruguay's won at least two. So it comes down to who has not won. Has Argentina won? Argentina won two in a row in the 2000s. I want to say 08 and 04. Okay. And then there was there was a, a string there of two years in a, two uh, Olympiads in a row where African teams won, Nigeria and Cameroon. So it comes down to Great Britain and Soviet Union. I got to think the Soviets have won, right? Like they're dominant. The Soviets were dominant in everything. Yeah, I think they won they've won at least two, at least two. Great Britain had to have won them at the beginning though. Like way at the beginning, like the aughts and the teens. Okay. You know what? It it might be <laughs> I hate to say it, it might be Brazil. I thought the men have won from Brazil. I think they have, but I think they've only won one. I, I, I can't remember if they've won another one. You would choose Brazil over, the, over Great Britain. Great Britain had to have won the majority of them in like the early, early games. We're talking like 1900, 1904. I mean, you're on a hot streak. So if you listen, if you feel it, I'm going to let's, let's roll with Brazil. I just, I don't remember another time that they've won besides Rio. All right, let's lock it in. Say no more. All right, check in Brazil. Schoolwork and severance, what do you guys check in with? Um, but yeah, so Uruguay and Argentina, I was pretty sure, had won enough to get on the list. Um, the U.S. is probably solely on the list because of the women's team, just because of how good they've been. Great Britain, we think, won a couple early on. And then between Brazil and the USSR, I feel like Brazil's a trap answer just because they're so good in the World Cup that it would seem kind of less likely that they would you know, not be on this list. I don't know if the USSR has won multiple to be on the list. I don't know what the cutoff is here, but uh, we checked in with Brazil. Mason, when you can, avoid the trap. The correct answer is Brazil. Jimmy Dugan, avoid the trap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question five in the odd one out. Which of the following women did not win a Grand Slam tournament during the 2000s? Lindsay Davenport, Venus Williams, Jennifer Capriati, Justine Ennin, Maria Sharapova, Martina Hingis. All right, we'll check in. 
All right. Stockton and Post Malone have checked in. Schoolwork and Severance, we get to hear your voices. Yeah, I don't have a ton on this. Um, the only thing I can think of out of this is Davenport was around, I mean, late 90s. I think she won one in 2000. Yeah, I think you're right there. And I think uh, so Capriati would have been done. I mean, her her good years were late 90s, early 2000s. So I'm pretty sure she's on this list. I can't place any specifically for any of the others as far as like when I know for sure they won one. So we have it down to Venus, Justine uh, Hennon, and Martina Hengis, right? And Sharapova, but we haven't eliminated her either. But I, I would I would think she had won one, but I don't know. I mean, I know Venus won, but I can't remember if it was, I think that was like in the mid 2000s. Okay. Well, if you think that, then that takes her out. So uh, Sharapova, Hennon, and Hengis. Hennon probably, if she would have won anything, if I, re- I recall for something in my brain about her being more of a clay court person. So she probably would have won the French if she had won anything. Yeah. And she's a name I know. So she had to have won a major, right? Okay. Let's think of the other ones. Sharapova or Hengis? Hengis. I remember from asking this question before, I think she won a calendar year grand slam in like 97. I don't know how long her, her span was of playing, but if, I mean, if she won what I'm thinking a lot in 97, I would think she would still be okay in the two thousands, but. So you want to go with Sharapova or Hennon? I'd I'm good with whatever you want to go with. I really don't have much of the names we've been discussing. I don't have a ton of stuff to go off of. So. Let's go with Sharapova. <laughs> sure. Sure. We're going to go ahead and check that in. <laughs> <laughs> Over to Stockton and Post Malone for your answer, please. We won Martina Hengis. I feel like she, she was awesome in the 90s, and then I think she got hurt or retired, one of the two. And then, I don't know, it's just the name that spoke to Well, it spoke to me. I can't speak to my partner, but hoping that's the answer. Well, I asked you how sure you are, and you said 100 I gotta go with you on this though. Yeah, it felt good. I stand by it, hundred <laughs> percent. I was leaning that way anyway, but when you said one hundred, I'm like, well, okay, I guess we're going with that. Um, Mason, she didn't win a calendar year Grand Slam because she never won the French, but she did win the other three. I think it was '97. Have we gotten one wrong yet? Shh. Oh wow, you just ruined that, didn't you? That's like the pitcher walking back into his dugout saying, "Hey, I'm throwing a perfect game." Well, we are. <laughs> All right. Well, as Ryan alluded to, after the first quarter, we have the following scores. Schoolwork and Severance, uh, they're on the board. They didn't get blanked. They did very, very well. They have 80. Uh, and as I'm not jinxing it, since Ryan already said it, uh, pitching a perfect game right now with a score of 130 is Stockton and Post Malone. Let's, let's uh, for Matt and Mason's sake, let's hope that they pull a Utah Jazz, though. And once they get to the finals, they uh, they can't get a championship. But I'm having a flu game at the same time. That's that's weird. That is weird. Huh? Interesting. Well, let's see how your flu holds up here in the second quarter, which will be fill the gaps. Fill the gaps. This quarter will consist of three questions with up to five pieces of missing information. The teams will attempt to fill in each piece of missing information. Each answer is worth 10 points. Question one in fill the gaps. And, uh, you know, given the time of year, I thought this was appropriate. So often considered the greatest college basketball game in history, Duke trailed blank university by blank in the East Regional Final in blank year. 
Blank player from Duke hit a turnaround jump shot as time expired to advance Duke in the tournament. The Blue Devils eventually won the national championship, defeating Blank University in the title game. Yeah, I, th- I think we I think we've got them all. Would have loved it. It was who passed the ball. Yeah. Let's 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 just check in with what we've got and let them talk it out. All right. Stockton and Post Malone have checked in. Schoolwork and severance. You guys can talk it out. So oh, okay. So it is. It's only by the score. Oh, we don't need the score. We just need how it's many the margin, how ahead. much they trailed okay, by. Okay, so Duke trailed by one point. So Duke trailed Kentucky by, by one, one point. point in ninety-two. Yep. 1992 later hit the shot hit the shot and now the, the thing that oh, i'm kind wait. of oh i thought it was i thought i was asking where the where it took place was oh you're talking the last time. Asking, okay. yeah i was who confused have, about that yeah so so who they beat in the championship my two gut things are unlv and michigan i'm leaning towards michigan fab five time because they'd never won a championship i want to say they've lost a couple. Oh wait, so 1992 that would have been at the Metrodome and I think that would have been the Chris Webber timeout game. That was that was against Duke? Yeah. Was it? Mm. For some reason I feel like it was against UNC. Maybe that was 91. But this was 92. I know this was 1992. Right. I again kind of guts I'm thinking it's Michigan, but I I but Michigan went two years in a row. That's right. They went 91 so, and 92, right? They didn't win either one. No, but they went two years in a row to the championship I think, game. I think so. Maybe the Weber was 91 then. I think you're and right. And then I they came back right. in 92. Yeah. So we're saying Kentucky, one point, um, 1992, 1992, Leitner, and, and Michigan. Michigan. Yes, five. I think we got everything. So, yeah. I like that. Let's go with that. All right, checking that in. Checking it in. Yep. All right, check it. So checking in with Kentucky, one point, nineteen ninety two, Leitner and Michigan. All right, yep. over to Stockton and Post Malone. Uh, Ryan, I didn't ask who made the pass because all these guys on here know that uh, Grant Hill's my all time favorite yeah, that basketball been, player. We would have so, known that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I didn't want to give that one away. Uh, but what you guys check in with? Thanks. Same thing. We huh? went, yeah, Kentucky won 92 and then Michigan. Uh, Duke, Duke won 91 and 92. They beat UC, yeah. UNLV in 91. Oh, okay. And then they won in 92 over Michigan, and then Michigan lost to North Carolina in 93. Yeah. Oh, okay. Arkansas so threw one in there in 91 and 93. Yeah. Next up there. Okay. Yep. Uh, what year oh, was it at the Dome, Dan? Was that 92? It was 92. 92. It was 92. Yep, okay. It was that year. You're welcome. Uh, both teams getting points, uh, all the points on that one. Uh, the correct answers are Kentucky University, one point, 1992, Christian Leitner, and Michigan. So nice job to both teams on that one. Question two in Fill the Gaps. At the 2012 Summer Olympics, which took place in blank, the Fierce Five won the gold in women's gymnastics, becoming the first U.S. team to win since the Magnificent Seven in blank year. The 2012 team featured heralded athletes such as blank, who was crowned the all-around champion, as well as blank, who was the captain of the team. Both of these women also went on to win gold at the 2016 Olympics in blank. 
man, my gymnastics knowledge is pretty weak. But I'm going to go with 100% here. <laughs> How about we talk it out before we go 100%? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to come up with a better one than that. So I think I yeah, think I'm, check those I'm, in. Yeah, so or, I was the same thing. I was trying to think of something better for that. but Let's do it. We'll go ahead and check in. All right. Schoolwork and severance is checked in. Stockton and Malone, talk it out. Okay, we were going to check in, but uh, that's fine. Um, Olympic years and Olympic host cities are kind of my jam. I know those. We know. Um, <laughs> 2012 was London. Um, the uh, Magnificent Seven was in 96, and that was in Atlanta, but you asked for the year, not the not the venue. Um, 2016 was Rio. And then... Um, the team captain was uh, Ellie Reisman, and uh, Gabby Dub- Douglas won the all-around. I contributed zero to this question. Absolutely nothing. I mean, we were talking about Nastia Lukin, and yeah, I like talking about Nastia Lukin. <laughs> she was 08, right? Her and Sean Johnson were 08? Oh, yeah. yeah, very, yeah. They're very much so. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I got my years mixed up. Podcast favorite, Nastia Lukin. All right, so... Stockton and Post Malone checked in with, uh, oh, I don't know. Let's see, London. Ninety. You did them in order. It was it was London ninety six. Douglas Reisman and Rio. Gotcha. Thank you. Over to schoolwork and severance for your answer. So uh, I came up with the five. The only one I was unsure about was the fourth one, but we had London ninety six, nineteen ninety six, Douglas. The only other person I could remember off the top of my head was Ali Reisman. So we went Reisman and then Rio for the last one. All right. Well, there's no stumping you guys. Once again, both teams receiving all of the points on that one. So nice job once again. Sounds like Dan was 100% on that. Dan, I believe that's still a perfect game. Just want to let you oh throw it God. out there. You are tempting. Ugh, Just keep pushing that. Oh, dancing with the devil. Let's, yeah, let's see I believe if- it. Make let's your own lock. Let's see if this is the one that trips him up. On the question three and fill the gaps. On June 28th, 1997, a World Boxing Association heavyweight championship match occurred between blank and blank. The fight took place at blank arena and fans were stunned when referee blank stopped the match in the blank round due to one of the competitors biting his opponent's ear. Yeah, that's the order. You want to go with that? Again. Yep. Okay. Schoolwork and Severance is checked in. Stockton and Post Malone, you guys can talk it out. The TV show we were referring to is the ju- or the uh, referee from Celebrity Deathmatch, the ball guy. And I cannot remember. Get it on and get decided. But, yeah. Judge, <laughs> I, Judge, I Mill, Judge Mills Lane was the. Uh, I could. Yeah. Um, and I could see him in the show too. Like. Yep. <laughs> the clay yeah. model. So this is, uh, this, this is Tyson Holyfield. It was at the MGM Grand, and Judge Mills Lane was the uh, was the ref. It went down quickly. It was early round. It wasn't the first. It was two, three, or four in there. I'm leaning toward earlier. You said your gut says three. I, I don't. gave you final say. Oh, it's it's Are either the second. Or, it's either the second right, or the is, third. No, I don't have a hundred on this he, at all. He, no, is Ryan seventeen again on it? No, I was 100. Like, I three was the first number that came to my mind because I knew it was early. It was early. The question is whether it was two or three. 
and I I can't remember which one it was. It could have. I mean, I suppose it could have been four, but I'm leaning more to three or two. And then I he asked if this was, He asked if this was the Tupac Shakur fight. Mm. That was that was about yeah. a year earlier. Correct. That was Sel- That was Seldman Tyson. Um, I don't know, man. Your gut says three. Yeah, it's for the perfect game. Well, now we know it's not going to be. <laughs> All right, man. Okay, now I've got a conundrum. <laughs> You're the one that wants to destroy our perfect game, jinx our perfect game. Dude, I've been riding the perfect game since question one with Ronaldinho. <laughs> he has been pretty spot on. He has. Okay, what's your what's your gut on this? Is it 100? Three, 100. It's three? <laughs> it's round three. No, round three. Oh, round three. For one, no, he's 100. 3% sure. Yeah, 100. 100%. It's 100. Walk 100 away round, from three. Three. No, Matt's, try, Matt's telling me to walk away from three. <laughs> no, I'm saying no. that's what you said earlier. It says, oh. You said, if you're 17, I'm walking away. And well, that's, that's, that's just when good I advice. said it was creepy. So <laughs> That's just good advice. Um, all right, here's what I'm doing. I don't need the glory. If, if, if this is going to be an amazing keep, keep the perfect game thing going off of your gut, we're going off of your gut. And if it ends, it ends, and it ends on your gut. So I'm going to walk away from this and let you decide on it. Yeah, 100% three. <laughs> all right. All right. So Just be locking it in. All right. So uh, you checked in with Tyson, Holyfield, MGM Grand, Judge Mills Lane, and third round. Over to Schoolwork and Severance for your answers. Yeah, before I even had a chance to start typing, Mason had uh, Tyson Holyfield in there. So then he didn't know for sure who the, you know, where it took place at or who the, the referee was. I said, it's that, that old Marine drill sergeant looking dude. I think his name is Mills Lane. And so we got that down. MGM Grand is what we put down for the venue because he said, I think it was in Vegas. And I said, yeah, I think it was the MGM Grand. But uh, I wasn't sure at all what the round was. So we just guessed at the fourth round. All right. Well, you guys are both correct on the first four Tyson Holyfield MGM Graham Mills Lane and Ryan went with his gut and he's happy that he did it was third round Mm. 100% baby (laughs) this ride perfect shooter tour that's right, perfect game. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> it's just you got to embrace it. I, I don't understand why people don't embrace it. Like, talk about it. You know like, what? I, well, I've never had a perfect game this far into a game, so I'm I'm with you, man. Yeah, when I when I play golf, dude, when I play golf, I'm like, nice. I'm gonna break eighty today. And now the next one usually goes in the woods, but I still tell myself that. <laughs> it's like hole two. <laughs> I, I go oppa when people zig i zag contrarian theory all right well something <laughs> tells me this one uh is going to threaten the perfect game here i love oh, this boy. guy you're awesome man <laughs> thanks man <laughs> let's uh let's get to question four here during the 1981 nfc championship game the 49ers defeated blank thanks to a leaping touchdown catch from blank Quarterback blank threw the pass into the back of the end zone, which capped off an 83-yard drive. The catch occurred with 58 seconds left in the game and resulted in a final score of blank to blank. 
Zero. I am zero percent certain on this one. <laughs> That's less than seventeen. It's zero. I'm either hundred or zero. <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. You're gonna like this one, all right? Yeah. All right. Hands hundred. Sounds like we're gonna check in. Yeah. All right. Trying to keep the perfect game intact. Stockton and Post Malone have checked in, which means schoolwork and severance can talk it out. Okay. So the ones we know for sure, it was the 49ers versus the Cowboys. It was Dwight yep. Clark and it was Joe Montana. Correct. I agree with you Score. on that. Score. I have 28 to 27 on my brain. You have 21 to 24 in your brain. I, I feel like yours is closer to what it is. I, th- I, think, I knew it was a 20 something. I thought for both of them. 28 27 feels better than 24 21. I just was yeah, throwing right out off of... the bat. I was sitting there thinking it was a lower scoring game, but now that I read, you know, I have, I've, there's that three minute clip or something like that you see on YouTube like all the time. And once in a while, I'll just play it, just they'll show the candlestick, candlestick score, you know, and I'm, I, I think it was 21 to 27. And then they threw the touchdown and they won 28 to 27 because they had some weird situation with the kicker. Had to make the field. I made to make the extra point, but the kicker was something about him was like he wasn't their normal kicker. Their normal one was injured or something, so there was some anxiety at the very end about the extra point. So it makes um, sense that it'd be a one point margin. That's yeah, case. yeah. Okay. I'm confident about the one point margin. I can't remember what the score was. If it was, yeah. I, what do you I, want? You want to go with twenty eight, twenty seven? Yeah, I I feel better about that than mine. If, okay. if you're sure about that kind of situation with the kicker, then I think I think yeah, you're I just probably the. The best situation, best number to go with that. So there you go. Cowboys, Dwight Clark, um, Montana, Montana, 28 to 27. Yeah, that's it. All right. Check, checking in Cowboys, Dwight Clark, Joe Montana, 28 to 27. Over to Stockton and Post Malone for your answer. All yours. It was against the Cowboys. It was uh, when Montana found Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone. There wasn't anything really going on with the kicker. It was Ray Wershing, and he he made the uh, he made the extra point. Um, it was twenty eight twenty seven. But then that left that left the Cowboys fifty one seconds, and they moved the ball. There was a fumble to end the game. But uh, it, it it was it it was uh, Cowboys Clark Montana twenty eight twenty seven. Yes, it was, and both teams are receiving all of the points on that one. Drop down. I think, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure I I wrote a uh, fill the blank, fill the gaps on this question or on on this game. I I think you did with some different ones. Which is why I remember Ray Wershing. Dwight Clark, awesome fist pump too, like so nonchalant when he scored. (laughs) R.I.P. Dwight Clark. Heading into halftime, we have schoolwork and severance with 175, and Stockton and Post Malone still. Uh, pitching the perfect game here with 230. And that's going to bring us to the halftime round. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports with each question worth 20 points. All right. For this round, I am going to tell you the name of a fictional character from a sports movie all you have to do is tell me what sport they are affiliated with. Question one, Hamilton Porter. Check in. All right, Stockton and Post Malone have checked in. Mason, I'm, I'm sure you know this one. 
Yeah, nobody knows why Mason hasn't seen the Sandlot. Uh, this is this is the Sandlot. Uh, so the sport, if I watched the movie correctly, is baseball. You would have really had to have watched it incorrectly to not know it was baseball, yeah. right? All right, so checking in with baseball. Yeah, Matt's not saying anything, but I assume he's fine with that. Considering yes. I watched the movie after, after <laughs> I am that episode, <laughs> baseball. Yeah. yeah, I mean Mason deserves all the glory on this one. Uh, he does. Rightfully so yeah, uh, I agree. Stockton and Post Malone, your answer. It's false. Yeah, yeah, both teams receiving points. Uh, he was the really either funny or obnoxious, depending on your humor, catcher from the Sandlot. So baseball. All right. Question number two. This one could get interesting. Question two. Kenny Tyler. Yeah, we're going to go and check in. Okay. Schoolwork and severance is checked in. Stocked in and post Malone. You guys can talk it out. I, I don't know who this is. <clears throat> I don't either because I know Russ Tyler and Kenny Wu were both members of the Mighty Docs, but Kenny Tyler was not. Damn right they were. Um... <laughs> like I said, that name, that name, Kenny Tyler, just smacks of basketball to me but i have no idea what movie this would be for loving basketball blue chips uh i, I mean baseball no right the natural uh, I mean, yeah no i mean it just it just it just sounds like a basketball name to me but all right boom done basketball my hundred or your hundred i'm not a hundred <laughs> neither i'm i'm wow. at best a 43 oh man it doesn't really say confidence at least give me like confidence okay i'm like 43 on this <laughs> now you're talking my language that's over two and a half times a 17 so that's pretty good now, now you're talking my language i don't walk away from 43. a 43 no all right you guys well, check in with four, basketball yeah, yeah let's do it 30 you'd be in the hall of fame so you just put it that way Fair enough. All right. Over to schoolwork and severance for your answer. I only know this because of this show. I would have never known this, but I'm pretty sure uh, he was in uh, the movie The Sixth Man. So the streak continues. Basketball. That's a basketball movie. It is a basketball movie starring Anton and Kenny Tyler. The correct answer is basketball. He's played by Marlon Wayans. Yeah, streak continues. Let's keep it going. <laughs> yeah, we will keep it going here with question, interesting. question number three. Bud Kilmer. We can check in. Wow. All right. Schoolwork and Severance is checked in immediately. Stockton and Post Malone, talk it out. So what state do you live in? You live in New York? Uh, yeah. Do you graduate from high school in New York? <laughs> <laughs> According to my diploma. Okay, because if you had graduated from high school in Texas, you would know this for certain. Because it's football. Uh, yeah, he's from he's from um, Varsity Blues. The coach. Yeah, I'm just gonna start putting all my answers with a question mark just to kind of you know keep a little flavor. <laughs> yeah, we'll, right. we'll check in football. All right, uh, Matt. Yeah, answer. it's football. It is football. It's my favorite football movie. And Wallings. It's uh, Coach Bud Kilmer from Varsity Blues. Oh, it's Walling's favorite, but he, you know, he had to watch it to because the right. yeah. yeah, you I, need you to know, watch it to graduate high school. Yeah, I, was gonna, I think once you watch it, it's it's kind of your favorite. No, disagree. No, okay, agree to disagree. I've seen it multiple one. times, and I Listen, hate it because I'm I the can't one asking stand. the questions. I will ruin this perfect game. <laughs> <laughs> my Actually, teammate's I'm, been trying. I mean, it's not working. He's, he's talking about it. I uh, I might. Do, 
I might ruin that one right here with question four. Jules Paxton. I mean, sure. Do you know that? Yeah, oh. I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> he broke Dan. Dan's broken. Who needs a mind palace when you got 100% on your team? Yeah. Right? Oh, man. <laughs> Go with it. I don't care. Wait. <laughs> I have a question. Okay. Define sport. There's one other movie that I'm not 100% sure on. Are we uh, talking like Major Six, like ESPN front page? Like ESPN, yes. I get more. Our, our rule is okay. that it plays on the on the Ocho. It, it counts. Yeah. Oh, no, man. Not on the Ocho. I, if it plays on ESPN, it counts. Oh, I was about I was to say, say I had some new questions. Because <laughs> Pickleball was on the other day with ladies doubles, and I got locked in. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's a Florida Open. Not that I was watching. All right. Are we checking that in? Mm, I mean... I, I don't know. Dude, you're supposed to know this. You're damn. Oh, you're the one that's 100% on it. Jules Paxton? Does the, does the other team know? I don't think so. If you're not throwing a perfect game, do you know the answer? Are you guys checked in? What's going on? Here? Are we checked in? I was in? waiting for you to check in so we can talk. Yes, yeah, so we can go ahead and check in. Yeah. Oh. Let's check in. Oh. All oh, right, they'll check in and and oh. go ahead. I don't know what's going on anymore. All right, schoolwork and severance. Talk it out. I'm pretty sure. I, again, I only know this I think because of this show because I've researched halftime episodes, and I'm pretty sure that Jules Paxton is the main character in uh, Bend It Like Beckham. So soccer, okay, or yeah, European football. <laughs> the The only thing I know from this podcast is Keira Knightley is the one that plays the the title person, but. That's why I asked if it was a man or a woman. Because Jules, no, I mean not the title person. I mean the, the main character. Yeah, yes, Keira Knightley plays. She's got David. range. She does. I mean, that's why I asked if this was a man or a woman. Because uh, Jules you, goes both ways. Have you seen Domino? She does have. Range. She's a very handsome lady. Are you guys checking that in? Soccer. We're checking in with yeah. soccer. All right, hundred percent over there. What did you guys come up with? Well, actually, I thought it was Ladybugs, which is also a soccer movie, or Bennett like Beckham. So we chose soccer. Well, if it was Ladybugs, you would have got my Rodney Dangerfield, uh, and you didn't, so it's not. But it is Bend It Like Beckham, so points all around. We got soccer off of you thinking it was Ladybugs. That's great, oh, right? Man. It still works. It's, it's Matthew. It's Martha. It's Matthew. It's Martha. Yeah, I, whatever, 100%. All right, the perfect game continues. <laughs> On to question five. Whatever, it's 100%. That's the yeah. name, of our, name of the episode right now. <laughs> Whatever. I, it's, it's working so far. <laughs> All right. Question five. Last one in halftime. The character is Maggie Fitzgerald. Yeah, we're checked in. All right. Stockton and Post Malone are checked in. Matt, do you know this one from research? No, I know this one from watching the movie. Um, it's Million Dollar Baby. So this is boxing. All right, checked in with boxing and Stockton and Post Malone. Yep, it was Million Dollar Baby. It's boxing. It's Hillary Swank's character. That is Hillary Swank's character in Million Dollar Baby. Boxing is correct. Points all around. Nice job on that round, gentlemen. Every once in a while, like any, in any perfect game, there's that little blooper that an outfielder just, you know, <laughs> shoestring grabs. That that was the that was the soccer ladybugs 
question. <laughs> the ladybug question that had nothing to do with ladybugs. <laughs> All right. After halftime, we have the following scores. Schoolwork and Severance with 285 and still pitching a perfect game. Stockton and Post Malone with 330. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks! Today's third quarter will be Flop, Turn, and River. Flop, Turn, and River. For this quarter, there will be four questions consisting of five clues. The first three clues will be given before the teams will decide if they want to check in with their guesses. The last two clues will be given one at a time with the teams deciding if they want to check in with their guests after each subsequent clue. If a correct answer is checked in after the first three clues, the team will receive 50 points. After the fourth clue, 30. And after the fifth clue, 20. Question one in Flop, Turn, and River. Where am I? Clue number one. I compete in 23 NCAA Division I sports. Clue number two. My most recent championship was in fencing. Clue number three. I am one of only 16 universities to play both D1 football and hockey. We're going to go ahead and check in. All right. Schoolwork and severance is checked in which means that Stockton and Malone can talk it out, ponder if you want to take a shot at it or if you want another clue. It's got to be a, for it to be fencing, we're, we're talking yeah. either a, a pretty good academic institution or, or a military academy. Um, of, the t- of the division one, here, see, now we're, here's where division one football is going to come into play. A lot of your really good academic institutions Correct. Aren't going to be Division One football. Correct. Like Cornell, Princeton. Right. Are all going to be playing Harvard. one? Are all going to be playing FCS? What's Harvard? Well, the whole Ivy League is FCS, isn't it? I mean, so I know all of the because when you think hockey too, like the Midwest, obviously the Minnesota region, like all of the schools you listed from the Big Ten are in it. I got. I actually. I was thinking oh, i want to say it's military well here's here's my thought uh, if if it's if it's military it's going to be army i don't think it's going to be air force you don't see a lot of no. fencers and you know but notre dame has a lot of uh, a lot of things going for it too it's a it's an academic institution right because who fences people who are people have money affluent. people yeah. who have money fence there aren't a lot of you know a lot of not a lot of fencing leagues going on in the hood, you know. Yeah, my lance. I didn't have any lancer friends, friends with lancers in high school. Um, if there's fencing, it's just a different kind. It's, yeah, it's unsanctioned I, on the streets. Yeah, you you get money for it. I I think we need another clue, but that's just me. I'm getting gun shy about missing a question, so. No, no, let it ride. Don't worry about missing. Man, shooter's gonna shoot. 
I say we take one more. But I do think more. we need a, yeah, I do. I yeah, do let's take that. one more. All right, taking another clue. Clue number four. I was founded on November 23rd, 1887. Uh, that doesn't limit. 1887. Where was settled? The East? Louisiana Purchase was what? This Early middle, 1800s or 1803 or something Yeah, like that. so middle of the country. So that doesn't really do much for us. I got to think South Bend was around, right? Indiana would have been. Yeah, but I want to say it was founded before that even. So that would have been, our Army would have been founded before then too. So you're saying go farther west? Well, we're going to run out of hockey schools if we keep doing that. Right. Once you have passed Minnesota, I think we need another clue. Well, I think we have to get rid of, we have to worry about the no-hitter. Yeah, just go with one. Go with the last clue. I have a feeling this one's going to put it over the top here. So, clue number five: the Gipper played football for me. Oh, it is Notre Dame. All right, well, good for you. I guess we'll take. I guess we'll check in with Notre Dame then. Excellent question, by the way. Excellent question. Well, thank you. All right, checked in with uh, Notre Dame and over to. Schoolwork and severance for your answer. You guys checked in after uh, the initial three clues for the 50 points. You keep talking about uh, moving West Dan, and, and not getting too many hockey programs. Don't search Arizona state hockey program. Now. I Come had on. Arizona state written on my, Come on now. On my yeah. list of 12. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I wrote a, um, we did a question here a couple of while back. A, uh, Oh geez. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Come on, let it ride. No, the uh, list one. Oh. Means list. Pick and roll? No, the pick and roll. We did a pick and roll about um, uh, NCAA championships, and somebody had mentioned Notre Dame. So I Googled it, and I saw a whole list of, I think they've won a whole bunch of fencing championships, I think. So we said Notre Dame early. Yep. Oh, both teams are getting points, uh, not the same amount, but uh, they won their most recent fencing championship in 2021. The correct answer oh, wow. is Notre Dame. Question number two in Flop, Turn, and River. Who am I? Clue number one. I played collegiately for North Carolina. Clue number two. The largest building on the Nike campus is named after me. Clue number three. I played for a team in Washington, D.C. at the end of my career. I would say we're locked in at 100. Uh, Hold on, okay? Hold your roll. <laughs> Slow your roll. Hold your roll. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. I, I know where your head's at on this one, but hear me out, okay? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to roll. Tell me what you got. You want to do it? Wait. Are you sure? What about the last part? Does that fit the last part? I have no idea, but if you want to go for it, you can. I don't feel Let's do it. it. Let's do it. <laughs> just for fun. We got, we got to catch up somehow, I guess. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, Scott, we're going to go ahead and check in. All right. Taking uh, what seems to be a risk here, schoolwork and severance has checked in, which means that Stockton and Malone can talk it out. One thing's for certain. I, I want to hear why you told him to hold his role. So. It's not. Yeah. Okay. I told you to hold your role. <laughs> Slow your role, man, because it's not going to be Michael Jordan. It's why not? way too obvious that this would be Michael Jordan. And after three clues of all of them, lead to Michael Jordan, obviously, it's not going to be him. You sure this isn't banana in the tailpipe? Yeah. 
I don't even know what that is, but yeah, why is it not banana? In the I just know that I owe Doherty. <laughs> My gut is telling me that this is Mia Ham. I mean, she played for UNC. Famously went to UNC. Yep. Um, was very much associated with Nike. Yep. And playing for a team in DC, I think. I think that these. I, I honestly think that these clues were put together in this order to make us think it was Michael Jordan. She Ham building. I, I, she she played for the she played for the um, women's professional soccer, the WPS league in the mid two thousands. Don't know where those teams were. It wouldn't surprise me though if one was in DC, because DC United was was big in DC. It was a it was a um, market right. that could have handled a team. If it says she's married to Nomar Garcia Para, Para, then I would be like, yeah, no. I mean, then why don't we take one more just to, to see where we're at? Well, they're going to catch us if we keep going. If they get it right, worry. yeah. But if they if they get it wrong, but here's the thing though: if we get it wrong, then we've lost points. Right, you're right. So if we get one more, we can take one more. Points? We can take one more if you want. That's yeah, fine. Just let's get it right. Okay, that's fine. All right, clue number four. I officially announced my retirement in 2004. Why did Jordan retire for the seventh time? 2003. Mm. When did Mia Hamm retire? I'm guessing 2004. Go with it. 100%. Done. No more questions. <laughs> We're going to check in Mia Hamm. Right, checking in after clue number four with Mia Hamm. Uh, over to schoolwork and severance that uh, seemed really hesitant about checking in after clue number three but let's see what you guys came up with we had to kind of swerve off of jordan obviously the first three kind of lean you in that direction which made sense that it wasn't going to be that and i was thinking of athletes that played for unc i was you know trying to think of that um and i was thinking the complete opposite direction from basketball i thought about mia ham fitting the first part i don't know what team she would play for i don't know why the largest building on the campus would be named after her uh but we went with Mia Ham. I just want to point out that the blatant disrespect for Rashid Wallace uh, is is awful here. Because why not name the largest building on the Nike campus after him? I'm just putting that out there. Well, it is in Oregon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So they're a very green company. Just remember that I, I I did specifically put in there officially announced retirement, which means you could have retired from basketball in 2003 unofficially especially if you had retired before many times and then officially retire in 2000 it's not it's not jordan i did not banana in the tailpipe you the correct answer is mia ham right wow never would have guessed that i would have guessed steve prefontaine but not <laughs> ham so points all around there yeah i thought it was really crazy how similar um jordan and mia ham's uh careers are here um mia played for the washington freedom uh, of the WUSA from 01 to 03. So Dan kind of hit the nail on the head there that she played for a team there. So nice job, both teams. Uh, yeah, I was hoping somebody would get antsy and, and maybe get tripped up there, but I can't fool you guys. That's why I have a teammate. You know, we, we don't ever say we're a hundred percent here. We just, we throw it out there. And... <laughs> Except when you do. <laughs> <laughs> And broken again. <laughs> so same time next week, boys, or 
Are you guys gonna let me get to when am I or not? I love this guy. <laughs> All right, question three: When am I, Mason? You're gonna like this one. Oh boy, you've seemed to enjoy enjoy ones like this in the past. So the 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 when am I's clue number one: Martina Navratilova wins the U.S. Open. Clue number two: Larry Bird is named NBA MVP. Clue number three, the Miami Hurricanes appear in the Orange Bowl. What are you guys leaning towards, just out of curiosity? Asking for a friend. I'm thinking like 62. <laughs> I was thinking 1897. Yeah. Fit, fit close to it. Mm, Bird, Bird worked well with Elgin Baylor. I tell you what, those two, they were quite uh, really well. Honestly, yeah. Matt, Matt and Mason teamed up would know if it was 1897. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. If any, he, was yeah. friend, he was friends with James Naismith. <laughs> yeah, and played together Mason in the rec league. No. We're tight. The peach basket. I think we need another one, Mason. I was, yeah. I'm thinking so. I, I, I'm not just not willing to take a risk on this one. I don't think. I agree. We don't have it narrowed down enough. Agreed. All right. So, schoolwork and severance. Taking another clue. We'll wait to see what uh, Stockton and Post Malone want to do. I'm at 75. That's all right. Oh, it's better than 17. Not 1975. It's not 1975. We're gonna check in. All right. With the uh, possibility of finally getting one wrong on the line. Stockton and Post Malone have checked in, which means I will give clue number four, and then schoolwork and severance can talk it out. Jack Nicholas becomes the oldest winner of the Masters at age 46. That's uh, That's 1984, isn't it? Oh, I was going to say 86. Oh, boy. Oh, just split the difference. Oh, I thought it was 86. Oh, man. I thought Mashburn was 96. Oh, my gosh. No. You kind of set me up for that. No, I wasn't trying to. <laughs> I know. I thought it was 86. Um, I wrote of when am I about 1984. I don't remember if I remember seeing that on there. We want to take another it, one or do you want to go for 86? I'm fine with either way. I'm, you know me. I don't care about the scores in these games. So. <laughs> Why don't we just take the last? Since we're, we're both kind of strong on different ones, maybe we should just take yeah, the last one. It's only 10 points one. difference. I mean. Let's just take it just to get the points, I guess. Let's do it. We're going to take another one, Scott. Yep. All right. Clue number five. I think this one will probably solidify it for you guys. The New York Mets win the World Series in seven games after a pivotal error occurs in game six. Sorry, buddy. It's okay. I mean, I – Yeah. So, yeah, then then if that's the case, it's got to be 86. Uh, So we'll check in with 1986. All right, checking in for 20 points with 1986. I will throw it over to Dan, who can uh, correct Wikipedia and also give the answer. Well, here's the thing. I locked, I checked my answer in based on what I knew about the 1986 Orange Bowl. And that was that Miami's not in it. But the other two clues you just gave were for 1986. So we have a problem because I said 1984. I don't because I'm that's the, that's the only season they were in the Orange Bowl. That was the one that they. I mean, not the only one, but that was the season they beat Nebraska. Yeah. Um, I know Penn State lost Oklahoma in '86 in the Orange Bowl. So, I checked in with 1984 because Bird won in '84, '85, '86, and I couldn't put Miami in the Orange Bowl in in '86. 
and my gut was telling me 84 over 85. I'm going to make the judgment call here since I'm the host. The correct answer is 1986. Mason, you're correct. I'm going to give them the points as well because Dan was the one that pointed it out to me. So clearly he knew. Had I given the right clue, he would have gotten the correct answer. I mean, and when I, when I heard the fourth clue, it was like, well, okay, that's 1986. But Right, and you had brought it up to me prior to that, so... Yeah, I mean, as soon as I heard that one, I, I, I typed over to Scott, are you sure you got this one? Because... Yeah. Yeah, so... So, knowing... Obviously, Dan knew it since he brought it to my attention, so I'm going to award both teams points on this one. The correct answer is 1986. Points all around. Let's move on to the uh, fourth and final question in this round. What am I? Clue number one. I was first played in the Olympics in 1904. Clue number two, the women's version of me was introduced in Scotland. And clue number three, in 2016, I was recognized as the fastest growing team sport in the United States. Yeah, we'll, we'll check in. Schoolwork and Severance has uh, checked in. Uh, Stockton and Post Malone, talk it out. All right, I've, I've done a, a deep dive into the 1904 Olympics because it was a really weird Olympics. It was the one that was in St. Louis and it was just the whole, the whole thing was just crazy. What was going on there? Oh, you've talked about this. Yeah. But one thing I know is that volleyball wasn't around, not in 1904, not in the Olympics. So some of the possible things here might be, but it's, it's, it's going to be a team sport though. Right. So a, that's going to really limit it. There's going to be like maybe lacrosse that could possibly be. But is that an Olympic sport? It was in 1904. Okay. If lacrosse was in 1904, I mean, <clears throat> we've got a ton more people playing two sports at our school. One of them is volleyball, and the other one is lacrosse. Um, From where, if it was around in 1904, but the, the women's version of me was introduced in Scotland. If you know that lacrosse was around in 1904 in the Olympics, I would go lacrosse. I mean, from our school and the our area and just seeing how many more schools have added lacrosse as a modified sport, meaning that kids in eighth and ninth grade now have the opportunity to play because there's so many people. Lacrosse and volleyball are the two that come to mind as a teacher that I see just numbers jumping out. Let's I do go it. lacrosse. Why not? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go lacrosse. 100%. Roll it. Are you guys checking in with lacrosse? Sure. Heck yeah. All right. Checking in uh, for 50 points with lacrosse. Over to schoolwork and severance for your answer. Yeah, this was the second clue was the one that's kind of weird. Like, why would the women's version be instituted in Scotland or introduced and not the men's? Kind of what's the, the factor behind that? We both kind of stumbled upon the same answer as far as knowing it was a sport that wow from scotland um what if you let me finish my thought sorry I it's just get I was... to where i was going with it yes we picked a sport surprise um, sometimes matt and i don't when we team up to be fair yeah um so we checked in with rugby so i can tell you that the women's game of this sport was introduced by louisa lumston in scotland in 1890 uh but i will give you clue number four and that should probably wrap it up here. It's I'm considered to be the oldest organized sport in North America with my origins dating back to indigenous tribes. Clue number five, the, the scoop, the sidewall and the pocket make up the head of my stick. The correct answer is lacrosse. 
Dan, the streak continues. We got a no-hitter. We lost the perfect game, but we still got a no-hitter. After the third quarter, we have schoolwork and severance with 395, and still without an incorrect answer, Stockton and Post Malone with 480. That brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. The categories for today are as follows. Question one, current golf. Question two, overshadowed success. Question three, very little success. Question four, soccer stars and question five elite company uh matt and mason uh question one is golf question two is in auto racing question three is in nfl quarterbacks question four is in soccer and question five is college football it is now time for the teams to place their wagers now that the wagers are in on to the questions question one in the category of current golf, who won the 2021 Arnold Palmer Invitational on March 7th, which was his eighth PGA Tour victory? We are checked in. Mm. All right. Stockton and Post Malone have checked in. Schoolwork and severance. You guys can talk it out. I didn't watch it. So we're going to have to reason this from who only has eight wins. So it's not going to be somebody really good. It's going to be somebody. Okay. First thoughts. Golfers that have been pretty good recently, Bryson DeChambeau. I don't know how many he's won. He's won a couple. Eight in that possible. in that radio show that I heard, they were talking about Speeth, and they talked about that name too. That dude, Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, he's he's kind of been a popular thing recently. He won a major. I forgot which one. Uh, twenty twenty or twenty nineteen. One of them. He won a but major they, recently. They said his name, and they said that he's won recently too. Because they said that they said Jordan Speeth won this last weekend's match or this last weekend's tournament. And they talked about that dude. What was his name? Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. I just remember being like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, a French dude. Speed is one more than they eight, said that he was I American. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's an American. Um, there's not much to go off of other than either you remember who won it or somebody has won eight. Neither of those, nothing really sticks out. The only, that's a name that's, he's been good recently. It's not going to be an obvious name. It's going to be well. It's not going to be an obvious name, and that's going to be someone who's always been good, like a Spieth, mm-hmm. Day, McElroy kind of situation. Ricky Fowler the guy with a nice butt. Brooks, Brooks Kepka. Kepka. <laughs> I mean, it could be Fowler, but I feel like he might have won more than. Well, you know, he never really wins. He's always up there. So I'm leaning towards Deschambeau just because it's a name he's been good recently. He might have won eight. We're gonna go ahead and check in with. Uh... What was his name Bryson? Bryson DeChambeau for 100. All right, checking in with Bryson DeChambeau for 100. Stockton and Post Malone, what'd you guys come up with? 100% Bryson DeChambeau signs his name legible because Arnold Palmer told him that he should always sign his name so that some kid can read it. And he was really proud to win his tournament. For how many points? For 100. All right. Uh, yep. Both teams are getting points. The correct answer is the scientist, as he's nicknamed, Bryson DeChambeau. Question number two in overshadowed success. 
who won the Daytona 500 on February 18th, 2001, a race that will forever be remembered for the tragic death of Dale Earnhardt. We can, we can check in. Yeah. All right. Stockton and Post Malone have checked in. Schoolwork and severance. Talk it out. The only thing I was thinking it came to mind, I want to say Dale Earnhardt Jr. won the next race that was after it, but not the actual race. I think I, I, re, I vaguely remember Jr. like getting second or third in that race, you know, not knowing what happened. And obviously, and then I think he won the, I want to say he won the next one. He won a race like right after that, like to memorialize his father kind of thing. It just so happened to work out that way. I remember talking about um, NASCAR championships and Daytona 500 championships in an episode a while back and being surprised that, um, that Michael Waltrip had won. I think he's won a few. I think he's won three or something like that. At I least had Waltrip two. on my short list of like names around that time. I don't know. If, I remember I'm watching wondering. this very specifically. I remember exactly where I was when this happened. I was at... I was in Rochester, Minnesota, in my parents' living room, about ready to like whatever I was doing, go back to my apartment or something, and then being confused and watching this and saddened, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I know it's not Junior, but I have no idea. I mean, it could be a lot of those guys. What do you want to do? You said you had Waltrip in your brain too. We could go Waltrip. We cover a couple names. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we play that game where we we cover a couple names here. Let's go in and check in with a uh, wall trip. How many points? Uh, for 20. 20. Over to Stockton and Post Malone for your answer and wager, please. All right. So um, Dale Earnhardt was racing for Richard Childress racing at the time, but he had his own team that he owned of Dale Earnhardt Incorporated. And his two drivers were in um in P1 and P2 on the final lap. And he was blocking for them to make sure no one caught them. Um, and that's when he had his crash when he was um, blocking. And um, second place was his son, Dale Earnhardt, who was driving for a DEI. And the winner of the race, also driving for DEI, was Michael Waltrip for 50 points. I can't add anything else. Both teams are getting points. The correct answer is Michael Waltrip. Question three in the category of very little success. What quarterback has recorded the most passing yards without ever playing a single postseason game? We'll check in. Okay. Stockton and Post Malone is checked in. Schoolwork and severance. You guys can tell us what you're thinking. Uh, so we're looking for passers that were never on a good team. Just never. Testaverde comes to mind. I feel like he's made the playoffs at one point, but I mean, yeah, because I know he was with the Jets after that. He kind of roamed around a little bit. Bucks, Cowboys, Ravens. Um, I threw out Archie Manning because the Saints were really, really bad. My grandfather used to joke he was also the leading rusher on the team because he was running for his life. <laughs> um, that's how bad they were. He had decent seasons, but. Obviously, I don't think he would be up there as far as the most passing yards on making the playoffs. Yeah, but the a decent quarterback that's never played in the playoffs, that seems... Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think how good this person is going to have to be. Obviously, very little success in the category, but you know, we're looking for a large, a decent number of passing yards to not make the postseason. I mean, I like the Archie Manning one. I mean, we're 
we're guaranteed. We all, we know for sure he never went to the playoffs, right? Right. He they they didn't make the playoffs until. And the other one you had was uh, Craig. I don't know what the Seahawks were. Yeah, he was a Seahawks, he was also, right? but he was also with Kansas City for a couple of years. Okay, well then I think, mean it. but I'm not sure if they went to the playoffs. That was I think just after Montana or just before Montana. I think I can't remember. Probably before. Let's go with your guy. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not feeling great about it, but hey, I mean, it's better than nothing, I guess. So we're gonna go with uh, Archie Manning for 100. I'll throw it over to Stockton and Post Malone for your answer and wager, please. So I threw two names over to Ryan, and the first one was Archie Manning because he played forever for the Saints. Had a He was a good quarterback, but just the Saints were terrible. The other name I threw out there is someone who's played for almost every team in the league and I think has beaten every team in the league. And I'm pretty sure that uh, he didn't make it to the playoffs last year. Um, and that would be Fitzmagic himself, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And uh, that's the one we checked in with for 50 points. One team getting points. The correct answer is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Brings us to question four in the category of soccer stars. Who was named the 1995 U.S. Soccer Player of the Year? after helping lead the United States to victory in the U.S. Cup, as well as excelling for the Italian club, Padova. We'll check in. Stockton and Post Malone have checked in. Schoolwork and severance. You guys can talk it out. I sent it over to Mason that I can only think of one American American men's player in that time frame, and that's Alexi Lawless. Do we know it's a men's player? Yeah, that's a good question. Did the club teams over in Europe have women's teams then? They could very well could have. I mean, I would have thought there wouldn't have been such a battle to get women's soccer over in the U.S. then if they had club teams over there. Let's go with Alexi Lawless. It's the only one, the only name that I even have from that time frame. The next yeah, names that I have available, like the Tim Howards and stuff like that, were 15 years later or 10 years right. later. We're going to check in with Alexi Lawless for 75 points. Bring it over to uh, the team that's still perfect. See if they can uh, maintain it. Yeah, two names came to mind. Claudio Reyna and Alexei Lawless. And we went with Alexei Lawless. All right, for how many points? 50. Both teams getting points. Correct answer is Alexei Lawless. It all comes down to this, ladies and gentlemen. There will be an opportunity here for one team to finish the game without an incorrect answer. And that will be determined now on question five in the category of elite company. There are only three men in history to have won the Heisman Trophy, been drafted number one overall into the NFL, and be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Name any two of them. We'll check in. Schoolwork and Severance has checked in. Let's see if Stockton and Post Malone can get this one right. I'm pretty sure that um, Earl Campbell is going to be one of these. I'm reasonably sure that OJ Simpson was the number one pick. So, I mean, do we go with those two? I mean, I know Peyton won it over Moss and Woodson, and then he went to the Colts with the number one pick because they always, who's the old guy on ESPN 
that is on NFL Live always says that we knew that we wanted Peyton over Leaf, and it was a no-brainer. Wait, Pey- Peyton Manning didn't win the uh, the Heisman. Yeah, did he, didn't he beat? <laughs> oh no, Woodson did. You're right. Woodson won. Dude, Dan, I mean, you got me you got me all confused time. there. Let's go with Campbell and Simpson. Dan, that's what I'm talking about. Hundred percent, lock it in. <laughs> we'll check in. Earl Campbell and OJ Simpson for 50. Over to schoolwork and severances for your answer and wager, please. We were stuck on quarterbacks for the first couple of minutes of our deliberation. Um, And then we started hitting into that sweet spot because there was the Heisman Trophy was dominated by running backs for a long period of time. And then it dawned on me, what an idiot. Of course, Paul Horning won the Heisman Trophy playing for Notre Dame when they had a losing record. And he was the number one overall draft pick by the Packers. And I'm pretty sure he's in the Hall of Fame. Um, Then the other one, I mentioned Earl Campbell, but we couldn't remember if he was number one overall pick. So we didn't go with Earl Campbell. I'm sorry, Matt, can I stop you there so you can say it in the fun way that you always say it on here? He was born Earl Christian Campbell. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, John Fasetta. Uh, and then, but then, so we checked in with uh, OJ Simpson too, because we thought he ticked all the boxes. We weren't sure about the number one overall pick, but uh, um, I think 71 to the Bills or 72 to the Bills. I can't remember which year, but yeah. So we checked in with Simpson and Horning Simpson. for 100 points. Well, thankfully, Matt, you are correct with Paul Horning, because the last time I threw ELA up in the form of Rod Carew, you got it wrong so you <laughs> redeemed yourself a little bit here uh paul horning is correct earl christian campbell is correct and it all comes down to the third one here was oj the number one overall pick because we know the other two are correct and he was both teams are getting points <laughs> earl campbell paul horning and oj simpson uh and just to if we're keeping track here so no quarterback has accomplished this feat we still have a chance for Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, and even Cam Newton. So there, there's some hope. The game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Schoolwork and Severances finishes with 590. And this is going to be a mouthful here. The winners of our game, who did not get a question wrong at all, who are receiving my very favorite clipboard captain award, the coveted Matt Leinert Award, with a score of 780, Stockton and Post Malone. Good job, Dan. I was 100% that we were going to win that game. <laughs> Why would you not be? Why would At you first, not I was about 17, and uh, that wasn't going to do. And you went up to 43. Yeah, I went 43. <sighs> this was a ride, Ryan. <laughs> this was a ride. Yes, it was, Dan. I'm glad we got to enjoy it together. Now when you talked about all your previous partners, hopefully you drop Edson in there. I don't even remember any of my previous partners after today. That's right. Mount Rushmore <laughs> has one face. I, uh, yeah, so, Ryan, uh, yeah, thanks a lot for coming on, man. Uh, this yeah, boys, thank fun. you. I hope you had a good time here. And, uh, I mean, you did something that, I mean, the bench will correct me if I'm wrong, but that I don't believe any other guest has done on this show, and that's not get an answer wrong. So thank you uh, for coming on and going down this ride with us well we tried yeah. we tried to get my questions wrong but i believe they call that a perfect game i don't know I, i'm not really sure what a perfect game is i think we have to figure that out is it getting all the maximum points or is it just not getting an answer wrong but either way you did something unprecedented 
Scott, let Dan and I enjoy this moment. Right. You're right. You're right. It is your moment. I don't know why I'm trying. I'm Jim Joyce. Yeah. Clearly, I'm trying to rip this away from you. And no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I moved on to the next game. We're <laughs> got to keep, got to keep going Cincinnati. forward. <laughs> Tampa Love Bay, Tampa Bay. Bay. Dan, any, uh, any, any last words? Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. <laughs> That's it. How, how are your allergies holding up there? Man, I didn't think I was going to make it. Um, I had to hold back some sneezes into the mic. I mean, how bad would that have been? You know, no, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good now. I'm feeling you, you've done the... something that I believe Ed hasn't done. Well, until next week when he hears this. <laughs> what do you mean? Next game. He's yeah. playing my game this weekend. Yeah, he's probably oh, he's not getting all those right now. Some him, Mason. All right. Um, Mason, I'll, I'll pull last something last out for that. Any last words? Oh, this are you going to kill him? <laughs> <laughs> Any last words? I met from you tonight, not for Eric <laughs> or Mason. Mason. <laughs> I don't. I don't know where I'm going to be next. Apparently, Scott's got something to do with that. Um, Never. Yeah. This, this 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 was a ride. I agree with them. I wasn't even on the ride. I just watched them on the ride. This was incredible. Uh, well done. Yeah, I think um, Mason. I think we only got three questions wrong the whole game. No, we missed three in the tailgate. What oh, that's saying? right. <laughs> Dummy. One, two, three. So, uh, oh, we, from we the hit that three questions in. <laughs> You're right. That's right. Uh, and with that, thank you for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.